It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, Kirk Bowles, an American statesman. Tom, uh, you say you beat everybody with your A game. I guess it's safe to say you didn't play the A game today. Was it just because OU and was a lot better than you anticipated? Or uh, would you guys just off your game today? No, we, we knew how good they were. Um, that's, we, 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 there was no taking them lightly. Um, we, we knew uh, we were up against. We knew that their defense had um, improved. And uh, we, we certainly um, saw the things that they were doing offensively. And we didn't play well. And uh, we got to figure out. We, everybody knows the what, right? We, the what is we didn't play well. Um, and we pressed. And um, uh, we got to figure out why. And that's, that's our job as coaches um, is to get to the root of um, the issue and, and make sure that we correct those things and, and they don't happen again. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! Hut! That's what we call a sack lunch. It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Carrie, Eddie, and Bob wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, and welcome back, everybody. It is the Eskridge Lexus uh, post-game show brought to you live here from Dallas, Texas. We're actually still at the Cotton Bowl in the press box uh, doing our post-game uh, podcast. So uh, Sooners went at 34-27. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a very up-and-down day, uh, as uh, you saw him. Kind of, he, he had made some bad decisions, which uh, we talked a lot about it this week. Uh, but uh, he fortunately had C.D. Lamb on his side, uh, who had, uh, as Bob wrote in his post-game story, added himself to the legends of uh, the Red River rivalry. A hundred and uh, uh, seventy-one, seventy-one yards Not on the day. Like I can't, I still can't even. Just crazy. The uh, yeah, the catches. The I mean, it was an embarrassing. They, are, they day. were all right. They it were, was were all right. right. <laughs> it was an embarrassing day, you know, for for the Longhorn defense. It was just, it was kind of like you know the Jordan Evans play, you know, a few years yes. ago, uh, where they were trying to arm tackle and it just, it didn't look good. But uh, here is. Uh, Actually, CeeDee Lamb talking about his big game today. I mean, um, considering what was at stake at this game, um, it's obviously a great experience, man. And uh, for me to go out there and play with a chip on my shoulder like I did today, and uh, I can't really do nothing but thank the big man upstairs and the guy that's sitting to the right of me uh, for putting me in a position. And uh, got to thank the defense for their performance today. Lincoln, is he as good a gamer as you've ever coached? He's pretty good today, you know. There's no doubt we've been able to coach some great wideouts over the year, and 
you know, we still got some time together, so I'm not going to anoint him yet, but he's, uh, <laughs> he knows that. Um, he, he's, he's a special player, you know, and, and it's been fun for the journey with CD and really just like Kenneth too, you know, just seeing their development through the years and they came in talented kids, hungry kids, and they're they both really turned into great players and, uh, but proud of these guys, proud of certainly have proud of how CD played today on a big stage. He's a, he's a big game player. Hey guys, I think, you know, for CD Lamb, this has been a season uh, of slow starts for him. Uh, the UCLA game, he finally, you know, was able to break out a little bit. Uh, and, you know, he needed a, a big game on the big stage. And, and, and OU needed guys to give a big game on the big stage. And we, we'll get to Kenneth Murray here in just a bit, too. But uh, C.D. Lamb delivered today like few times we've ever seen him. He played like a guy that will most likely be a Blitnikoff finalist. I mean, the and way that – a first-round draft pick. And a first-round draft pick. Probably more so a first-round draft pick. You <laughs> actually get paid when you get, uh, <laughs> when you get drafted in, uh, in the NFL. But that was – and impressive. He took over the game at times. Yeah. And, you know, when Oklahoma needed a big play, when they needed to, uh, I guess, kind of get something going offensively, it was such a weird first half with the only 10 points. I can't – well, that was the it lowest was scoring first half since – I would imagine that good long while. it's in the yeah. game notes somewhere. But it was, uh, it was just – that was the type of performance that I think when we talked about C.D. Lamb in the preseason that that's what – we thought was going it was going to look like i mean, I mean this is yeah, one that, the one, that, three, iconic four, photos you have five that, that's Texas the picture defenders. that would be uh, that's like a, you know it's like a barry sanders type thing like how okay uh, how many yards more did he run before they all swarmed and him? And then you and need Kerry to play tackle. the audio of me in the press box saying, well, that's not scoring a touchdown. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Honestly, he really I, thought, did. I, thought the, I thought the third touchdown in the fourth quarter was the more impressive than the yeah. second one just because I mean, he, he literally broke two tackles that were, I thought, I mean, they popped him pretty good, and he just I, – I was watching uh, last night a Red River, like, uh, rivalry or – showdown uh, preview on Fox Sports and just his transformation from his body from the last three years. Uh, I mean, he is he's turning into a dude right before our eyes. And I think that, you know, moving forward, he, he's a guy that you can rely on now. Because yeah, the weird thing really about this offense today is that they'd rack up the yards, but they wouldn't score until Texas scored. And then when Texas scored, they would bounce back and yeah. they would bounce back because of Lamb and what he was able to do. You know, that was Baker's offense back in the day. Like they would sputter and someone would score and it would piss Baker off and he'd take his, his offense down the field and score. Uh, maybe Lincoln's the guy that gets pissed <laughs> off. I don't know. I, there were definitely some interesting play calling choices from Lincoln today. Uh, he had the fourth down midfield that he went for, didn't get it. Yeah, also, no, the I, thought the, down, I thought the play call there was just – well, that would have worked. to be desired. No, that would have worked, but the was pass bad. was tipped. Threw it behind it. The oh, it was tipped. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was tipped. Lamb was opened out. That was going to work. But it was – I felt Come like – Come on, we don't get to shit on Lincoln Riley's play calling very much. Let me do it just <laughs> this one time. <laughs> Bob, I thought it was kind of one of those days where Jalen Hurts wasn't comfortable in the pocket, probably didn't stay with receivers long enough down the field, and just got a little antsy at times. It's the throws that he got away with against Tech and Kansas that he didn't get away with. And you think about that interception right near the goal line in the red zone. That's a play that the last couple of weeks was said, man, I don't know why he's just throwing it up there, and you're lucky that didn't hurt. Today it did, and he had the fumble in the red zone. But his whole narrative sort of changed because he settled down in the second half. Maybe he wasn't as efficient as he's been throughout the first five games, 
But those last two quarters, you know, not much you can say about how poorly he, he played. He regrouped just fine in the second half. Guys, it was a, it was a showdown between Sam Ellinger and Jalen Hurts where neither of them really were the difference in this game. Well, I mean, there was a reason for that on the one side of the ball, and I guess we're bearing the the lead here. Bearing the lead on the defense. <laughs> we, I mean, I, I'm going to admit, I was going to say, I'm bearing it was, the lead. It was borderline erotic at times. I mean, that was <laughs> probably one of the best defensive performances I can remember, and I mean, I honestly think it's been five or six years. Like, you could probably point at uh, OU and Columbus maybe. Yeah. Uh, you could point – I mean, you, you, if you really wanted to, you could probably count good – actual what's, good performances on one hand. Is, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like it doesn't take that long to figure them out because there aren't many. No, not at all. But that was uh, – I mean, it was nine sacks tied to school record, 15 tackles for loss tied a – I think it was second most – Second most against uh, Texas. Ever against Texas. That was – that was when you talk and, – and, again, it's it's one of those – another weekend in which you just – you watch Oklahoma playing the type of defense they are, and it's like, oh, my God, I they should have fired Mike Stoops a long time ago. <laughs> okay, I, I know this is right up your alley, Eddie. Um, Tom Herman he uh, admitted is Mensa member. the most member, unlikable person in the entire world. Admitted Mensa person got into a math debate with Barry Trammell – yeah, he just – how about you listen, first off? He didn't off, listen there, to the question. He, he, uh, he, he jumped to a conclusion that something was said that wasn't said and kind of looked dumb. Uh, but Barry Trammell tried to say uh, – he was asking Sam Ellinger a question. You know, it's been it's – been, you played this team three times in the last 52 weeks, and Tom Herbin, you know, he didn't listen. So here's that exchange. And here's Sam Ellinger, the most important part, telling you what's different that he saw in Oklahoma's defense today. Second round on the left. Yeah, Barry Trammell with the Oklahoma and Sam. This is your third game against OU in the last 52 weeks. A different defensive Two coordinator. Years. What is it? Two years. Yeah, I'm talking about the title game, too. Yeah, you said two weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. 52 weeks. Yeah. 52. Oh, 52. Yeah, sorry. But anyway, uh, all three games, different defensive coordinator for OU. Um, was this one what, what was different about this OU defense than those that you played last year? I think um, they did a really good job of swarming the football. Um, <clears throat> obviously, they recruit extremely well and have um, tremendously talented players. And I feel like they just let them um, go make plays, opposed to I'm trying to do a bunch of whole bunch of complex stuff. They just let them. Um, be athletes, and, and they did a good job of that. Uh, and there you have it, music to everyone's ears. Uh, he feels like they just let OU make let their athletes go make plays. It's crazy to hear loose. him say that. Yeah, because we've been hearing it from OU's players, and we feel like we've watched it. But to wa- hear someone like Ellinger admit it flat out, you know, this, it's simple, and they're good, and they're coming after us now. But if you're an offense, I mean, you know when someone comes after you defensively. You know when every time you catch the ball and turn around, there's three guys there instead of one that you have to beat. Like, it was painfully obvious today for Texas that they were facing a completely different defense than anything they've seen in recent years. Well, it seemed like for the first time in, in quite a while, and, you know, we'll get into the Oklahoma offensive line in a second, but 
defensively, that defensive front rotation, as far as uh, Neville Gallimore, uh, you know, Q Everton was in there a lot. Ronnie Q Perkins Overton was all over the day, place. So, uh, that defensive line, for the first time in a long time, I think you can walk out of the Cotton Bowl thinking, oh, you kind of out them. Like, that was something that we had talked about on the unofficial 40. It was something we talked about uh, during the Eskridge Lexus uh, postgame podcast from Kansas. I mean, this defensive line's starting to maybe show a little bit, and I think that they're only going to get better because you, you talk about most of these guys outside of Gallimore and Kenneth Mann. They're still young. They're still relatively young. I thought Bonito – I mean, there was a, almost every defensive player out there day, yeah, played yeah. well. Was there a defensive player that didn't play well today? Yeah, I kind of hope Calvin Thibodeau got to wear the golden hat because he his group was by far the best group on the field. Yeah, they played they played extremely well, and I mean the the just the amount of pressure that they were able to generate from what it looked like was just a natural pass rush. It didn't look like they were doing a whole lot. And then when they did get after him, like the yeah. Patrick Field sack right. or wherever, I mean, or it seemed like blitzes here and there. Yeah, everything that that Alex Grinch did today worked and not only did it work but it came at a a massive point in the game really i i mean the one run uh the 52 yarder i think it was that uh, rashawn johnson had a 57 yarder i mean that i I mean like this defense it always gives up something and that was kind of the one it gave up and it led to a touchdown but you know there weren't a whole lot of instances where receivers were catching the ball and then getting a lot of yards after the catch today yeah, and they weren't able to attack the Sooners deep. They went after Trey Brown and Motley a couple times, especially early in the second half to try to stem the, the – Even Turner Yell at one point had a pass defense deep. I mean, they did a really nice job. I and mean, what we've talked so much about is when they give up the big play, how last year that led to two, three, and four. And once again, this, af- this afternoon, it didn't. It was one bad drive, and they got right back to it. We had one play. Motley had a bad play early, and then he came like flying like a missile and took a guy. I don't know if it was Deverney. I can't even remember now if it was yeah. uh, Ellinger or somebody. But it was like, okay, Parnell Motley's here to play. Like he's not, he's I, not hanging his head. You know, as as much as uh, as much grief and as much, I guess, question marks that were surrounding that secondary. They've played well here over the last couple of weeks. I mean, Kansas put some balls in some in some pretty good windows. There's nothing you can do about it. I thought today that you know they obviously they didn't get taken advantage of by any means. So those the, I thought Delor and Turner Yell starting to come on and play a little bit stronger as well, uh, playing more north south, coming down and tackling guys. And you know they're they're I don't I don't think anybody's expecting them to win the Jim Thorpe Award, but uh, I think that you know they're at least progressing in the right direction and they're getting better. So that tells you that they're getting decent coaching on the sidelines and I that's one thing that I noticed today was they those guys coached their ass off during the game and you know I'm not not saying that the previous regime didn't but it's very noticeable couple things I want to get to here uh, from the post game Alex Grinch uh, and and again Bob wrote about this in the post game go check it out on Soonerscoop.com OU needed defensive stars to step up good God Kenneth Murray was good today I mean just the the he did the same thing he did to Stevenson against Houston and opened the game yep. to DeVernay and just ripped him down by his shoulder pad. Texas fans were going nuts because they were like, that has to be a face mask. Like, you can't rip just someone down live, that violently with just your hand. Like, but he can do it. But here's Alex Grinch talking about uh, Kenneth Murray's day. He was. And, and, and you see a guy playing fast. You see a guy playing confident. You know, Coach Odom does a great job uh, with that line, linebacking uh, core. But, uh, you know, you see a guy that, uh, you know, doesn't have to be a blitz to, to get him active. You know, get him active in the backfield. Uh, you know, we, we have uh, 
um, you know, some leaders on the defense, but but you circle him, you circle Nev and some of those guys. And in, in, in your big games, your best players have to make plays. There's, there's no other way around it. Um, and you saw a guy playing fast and saw a guy that uh, obviously had major, major impact on the result today. So very, very pleased with uh, uh, Kenneth and you see what uh, type of player he can be for us. Uh, and, you know, along with that, Neville Gallimore had a great – we talked about it. You know, just Gallimore about everybody had fantastic. A, a great day. But here's the thing. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a very off day today, and I'm, I know it was a level of competition. <laughs> you know what's funny is, like, you say – and I, I would say the same thing. He was off today. Statistically, not. He was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he set a record 131 yards rushing by if, a quarterback. If you take away the two turnovers, though, and, you know, I thought – But you going can't that, take that no, away. I know. I, mean, I know. I know. <laughs> That's what he's here for is no, to convert. Great. The, I mean, that's no, his, you're right. Like his biggest job is not so much to to throw touchdowns. Like I'm not saying being a game manager. No, but you're saying you're he's saying the, he's take the care one of the guy ball. that can't f it up. Yeah, for sure. Like he, for sure, he can play loose from twenty to twenty, but when you get into the red zone, you've got you to cannot take care of the do what he did today. for sure. And you know, I but, I, they, but, but you, let me just throw this out there real ahead. quick because I want to get to Jalen Hurts' own self assessment of his day today, but. The thing about it is they had the two turnovers. It was 10-3 at halftime. What was it? Was it yeah. 10-3 at halftime? And, like, this is OU Texas, dude. Like, you make these mistakes. You don't take advantage in the red zone. It comes back to bite you in the ass. It's every year. Every, every year. year. It comes back to bite you in the ass. And Texas is getting the ball back out of halftime. The offense actually needed the defense to help them out today. And they can say that that is what happened. We, I mean – it, it's it's just the like the unicorn the that of, of yeah, yeah. what you know how many games we can count on one hand where the defense you know played dominant at points. So for the offense to be able to sit there and say, "Wow, we really were able to lean on the defense today to to pull us through," that's what happened today. And uh, CD CD Lamb uh, did talk about that uh, after it was over. All right, I'm going to do some editing. You guys couldn't hear that, but I totally screwed that up. So, anyway, let's move on to Jalen Hurts' performance today. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, as we said, it, it, statistically it was pretty good, uh, but not what, you know, keeping the main thing the main thing wasn't always kept no, today. The I think I have a bigger problem with the fumble than the interception. The interception, I think, I, I just don't I think don't he know. saw him and he threw it. He was trying to throw it out the backside oh, of the I end zone. Was a pan, the interception to me was a total panic. panic. Yeah, yeah. it, it be might have been. I yeah. just didn't. I didn't know if he didn't see the defensive back there. But there's the, like three of them. The fumble, just get your ass down, just slide. Like you don't need to run people over. This offense is good enough that they're going to be able to. You would think punch it in, but you're right, Kerry. It's kind of what you set that, uh, set the audio up for was just the fact that it's 10 to 3 going into halftime and you think man Oklahoma's kind of dominated this game and all of a sudden they haven't taken advantage yeah this game should be 21 to 3 at the worst and it's only 10 to 3 so uh you know but then again the defense came out in the third quarter and did what they needed to do here's Jalen Hurts on his performance after the game Jalen, what was going through your mind at halftime knowing that you all had had some pretty good success moving the ball but only had a 10-3 lead to show for it because of a couple of costly turnovers. Um, well, now I'll say that I, I definitely didn't put the team in the, in the greatest and best situations, but the key about that is we, you know, we found ways to overcome it. We had each other's back. Um, obviously, you know, every, every position, you, you want it to end in a kick. Um, so it's a lot to learn from, from the game and, and, and all. That I definitely think that this team showed some perseverance um, and 
show some mental toughness and we kind of overcame a lot of adversity um, as a group. And I, uh, not a complete game, but definitely another step in the right, the right direction. And that was another thing that he was talking about, you know, getting support from his, his teammates. And here was the C.D. Lamb clip I screwed up earlier, talking about getting that support from the defense. You were bought a little bit of time by the defense today, which is a little bit different from the, what it's been like the past few years. How much more reassuring is that for you as an offense? Man, it's great. Uh, obviously, on offense, when you, when, you, it, when you fail to score and uh, your defense is picking you up and doing their job and holding their end of the bargain, is the – Man, the energy just kind of just switch over to the offense. At some point, we're going to put up points. And uh, like like I said on the field, man, we just got to take that next step. We, we shooting ourselves. And uh, like I said, as a team, man, we did a great job of just, just complimenting one another. The defense did a great job for the first half, like Coach Riley said, and uh, talked to each other on halftime and then just came back second half to try to put up numbers. And you know what everybody is saying right now? That is so awesome that the defense – Supported the offense today when they weren't doing well, but get your ass back to scoring 50 points a game, will you? Yeah, I, I think that I think that that would uh, alleviate a lot of problems. But you know, I did think that when Jalen was talking, uh, that and I, it'll be interesting if this is a storyline going throughout the week. But do you think like a performance like that brings a team closer? Like you know, last year that we knew there was some obvious differences, but maybe the just the adversity of building that. Uh, as a as a unit rather than two sides of the ball, how far can that take you, or how far does how far does that go? Does that go a long way for That's, a football especially team? Especially when Riley talked about that. What was it, the South Dakota game or the Bruins game about yeah. the camaraderie well, that you, was already there? You know yeah. what, Bob? You, you know what? You know you need, they needed some type of adversity. They hadn't really faced <clears throat> any. Bob, you know what does it? It's the Iron Bowl versus this game thing. Yeah. That that's like a money you were quote. SEC guy, and we all know how you feel about the SEC. But now you've played in our big game, and Jalen Hurts. I'll I'll play the audio for you. Uh, oh, he, he he. This was the quote of the probably the quote of the pre, the the post game press conference. Now that you've played in the Texas OU game, how does that compare with the Iron Bowl? Just figured that was coming. <laughs> I did too. Um, <laughs> to each their own. Um, Different environments, you know, it's, I don't know any other, you know, person that'll be able to say that they've um, gotten wins in both of those games. So I think that's very special and that's a testament to, to my teammates here, man. It's, I wouldn't rather do it with any other group. Um, when you talk about the emotional ties I have to this university, they, they, they're, they're there now, for sure. All you DNA in me. OU DNA and me and Bob. And me. <laughs> here's the thing about Jalen. Like today, we could see it from the press box. CD Lamb definitely had the dirtiest uniform out there. Like he put it all out on the field. But Jalen Hurts' shirt was untucked. Like he bled for this team today. He he took a pounding today. And and I think like Eddie was talking about. That's the thing that's going to get you know make this team closer and make Jalen Hurts a, a better leader for them. You know, I think the outside perception is that Jalen Hurts was brought in to be the savior to get OU to that next level. And then Hurts realized today that the rest of the team can pick him up if he's not at, yeah. his, at his best too. And those are all positive things as you get into the second half of the season. Well, and I, I know there was this article by The Ringer, and I, I was talking about that this morning, um, you know, that, that Jalen Hurts is not here to – be a part of the OU tradition. He's here for his, as Eddie said, his FU tour. 
Oh, uh, he's he's definitely on he's that. Here, but I think he but got he, a few more fans he's today. Basically, saying he's using Oklahoma. Like he's not here to wallow in crimson. You know the the lore of the Sooners mm-hmm. and the fans that you know the like business. Yeah, it's a bit, but but the thing is, every damn player on that field is the same way. They're not. CD yeah, Lamb like, didn't come here. I mean, he came here as a business decision. He wants to go to the NFL, just like everyone. Like every like Ringer, you're not inventing anything. Sometimes, new. sometimes I think people, especially fans, think that these guys come to come to school. And there's some guys that do this, but I would say majority don't. That like. They think it's all Rudy. Well, and they start reading. Up, yeah, they start reading up on like Benny Owen and what he means <laughs> to the program. Like that just doesn't happen. But when you do hear stuff like what what Hurt said after the game, uh, you know, I I definitely think he'll probably get a couple more hundred dollar handshakes around campus. <laughs> now I do have a question for you guys because of the way the post game was. So I ended up talking to guys on the other on the other side of the room. Did Jalen Hurts crack a smile? Yeah, I think he did. He kind of, he kind of, uh, he, he smirked. Oh yeah. He smirked for sure. I, I will say though that, you know, and this was just kind of what I saw down on the field was the fact that he was more energetic, emotional outwardly than I've ever seen him before the game, during the game, uh, you know, after the touchdown in the fourth quarter to put him back up by 14, he gave just an icy glare just to the, uh, Texas section and, you know, there was a little bit of attitude there, I thought, and I think it's a good thing moving forward. I, I, I agree with you, Kerry. I think it's something that his teammates maybe he earned a little bit more respect. I think they – not to say he didn't have the respect already, but I think it kind of just adds to, uh, adds to what he's building at Oklahoma. Look, I'm not trying to downgrade anything. I'm trying to use it as an example of you know, what is right about the world. But, like, you think about, like, Navy SEAL training and the things – I mean, it's just like two-a-days, you know – uh, junction boys. Well, anytime you, you go through something with a lot yeah. of people, you build a chemistry. You yeah. build like you build there's a, a camaraderie. Yeah, there. yeah. There's, there's for sure. a, a, a closeness, a, a familial bond that forms in that situation. Going through beating Texas, playing in this game. I don't know if they're going to play Texas again. They might play Iowa State. I mean, that's Go to Baylor. Uh, is that a final? Did Baylor beat Baylor won double, double overtime? Double OT. Okay. They're six and zero. Oh. So tech. I mean, the problem is they went to overtime with Tech. Um, you know, I would say it, though. So, yeah, that's I mean, true. yeah, that's true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, something has been built that wasn't there before. All right, guys, uh, let's do this real quick. Let's uh, let's let's pay some bills while we're at this thing. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the Soonerscoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. All right, this is not going to be an easy decision. Uh, maybe we might even have to make one offense and one defense. That would make it an easier decision because I think defense I th- is tough. I think we know where we're going to go. But yeah, let's say this. Uh, well, let me tell you this first. Ed Eskridge, Eskridge Lexus, EskridgeLexus.com uh, does a great job providing us travel throughout the season, uh, recruiting travel, uh, big game travel. And, uh, you know, all three of us traveled down here separately. Bob's got uh, the baby with him. For the first time, first which road trip. I'm sure is going to be well. interesting. 
Uh, he, he he hadn't had to deal with it that much. He's I stopped at DW's for catch on the way down here. <laughs> I saw that. Who exists now? Yes, he does. He's back. He unblocked me on Twitter. Not in a uh, not not in an official sure, after capacity. Today, he probably not in blocked me again. Lexus capacity. He didn't stop at DW's. Uh, I was the only one driving a Lexus today. It was mine, the one I bought from Eskridge Lexus. So anyway, here's what you guys need to know. A lot of new 2020 models coming in. We took the RX to uh, the to, to Lawrence last week. Uh, and it was fantastic, a fantastic ride. Eddie drove it around uh, without crashing anybody's wedding or anything like that, uh, like he might have done with an Eskridge family member at one point. If there's an Eskridge wedding, I will be attending, regardless <laughs> if I'm invited. Just That's know, just my thing. That's my thing. Just know you are crashing an Eskridge it's wedding. A, it's an Ed thing. Well, we I'm have, just automatically we have invited. wedding crashers to open the That's post. true, yeah. There there's a go. reason for it. It all adds up now. Uh, so anyway... Look, if you're looking for a new luxury car, uh, I've driven a Lexus for 10 years now. They're fantastic. I, I, I'll never drive anything else. I mean, uh, as long as Ed's sponsor of this podcast. Uh, no, even after that, you know, I, I love Lexus. It's a great car. It's a great luxury vehicle. Go check them out uh, at, at, at EskridgeLexus.com uh, or uh, feel free to give them a call. I'll give you the phone number here in just a minute. But here's the thing. Uh, if you're looking for a new Eskridge uh, Lexus or a, a new Lexus, give Ed Eskridge. Uh, a shout out he will uh, take care of you tell him you're a scoop podcast listener uh, or a soonerscoop.com member and uh, you'll get a special deal so uh they do a great job there the service department i just got my uh, car serviced out there which i do regularly they do a fantastic job so go check everything out and the new vehicles they got the yellow lc in the showroom now that's that's the 100k uh coupe sports car that neither i've seen or a I picture of in. that somewhere they're awesome. This week. They're unbelievable. Uh, so, yeah, uh, give them a shout, and uh, they will take care of you. Uh, the phone number over there, uh, by the way, because I know you were asking, uh, 405-755-9000 or EskridgeLexus.com. Okay, so back to the player of the game. You're saying defense, it's not a slam dunk for Kenneth Murray? Neville Gallimore was sensational and made it a lot easier for Murray to do what he does. So Murray gets all the glory. Well, Gallimore really did all the, the the heavy lifting, the work in the trenches to make sure Kenneth could do what he did. I'd still go Murray, but if you said Gallimore, and I'm sure Josh would be one of those guys since he loves watching offense, the interior guys, defensive yeah. line, you would say Neville. I'm just going to take it away. and C.D. Lamb, your Eskridge Lexus player of the game. He is. There's no debating. When you, the put up the, uh, when you put up the, the numbers that he did, the, the, the way that he did it and the spots that he did it, uh, exactly. it was just, I mean, that was. The that DeMarco was, Murray uh, jumping rope. over. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's up there with one of the better performances I mean, I've seen in the stadium. I can't. I mean, Mark Clayton had that fantastic performance. 2003. Six touchdowns by Quentin Griffin. Yep. I mean, what he did today and the athleticism that he showed. With all three, because that first touchdown was a fourth and goal. You don't get that to start the game. This could have been totally different. Like this, every catch meant something. Do we dub this the CeeDee Lamb game? Yes. I think we can. It's starting to become – it's gotten to the point that – and I might, maybe I'm just late to the party, but uh, CeeDee Lamb, every time he touches the ball, can score. I, there, he's starting to get to that level of respect in my mind. Like, because – a lot of – has he caught a, a ball in the end zone on a deep ball? 
Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it feels like it, all it of his touchdowns of own, yeah. have been yak yards. Yeah, or the, he the breaks only a tackle. one would be the Bruins because they had that bust. Oh, that's right. But that's that, right. That's, that's right. Yep. But so outside of that, I mean, I, it just feels like he is su- he's becoming such a deadly weapon, even when he gets the ball in, uh, when, from, a, from a punt. He did have the one catch against Tech, too, um, that was a shorter route. That, that oh, over the top. Yeah. The fade route. Oh, not yeah, the yeah. back the timing corner, route, yeah. Yeah, that's the, right. That's the front right. corner. Of over the in the zone. south end zone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, quickly go stock up, stock down today. Do um, we have to do stock down? Can Just real quick, on player of the game. I don't know if we can. He's not a player, but I want to nominate Alex Grinch for the type of performance yeah, that the defense had. Uh, he can be a, he can be a Coco, Coco <laughs> official, non-official, official <laughs> player of the game. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Uh, congratulations, Alex Grinch, for being our first coach. Your check is in the mail. Every yeah. every player that gets uh, nominated for a player of the game gets a $500 check from we'll the uh, Radosevich Endowment. We'll get you a deal on Alexis, Alex Grinch. I know it's a people. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I don't really know that there is a stock. I mean, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm going to say no. I'm not even going to get in a debate. I'm not, not putting OU's quarterback up for debate. He won OU Texas. 366 total yards and four touchdowns. No, we are not saying stock down. It's just somewhat of a commentary on just how good this offense has been over the last, yeah. you know, four, three, four years that a guy puts up 330 in, a, in the biggest game of the season to date, and we're looking for ways to rip the guy apart because he turned the ball over twice. I, I, I'll give you a stock down. Josh McQuestion, he jinxed Jaden Hazelwood today. Didn't by trying even to steal, get a snap. he tried to steal my prediction. You know that has been happy, but that's fine. I'm glad he took it and didn't make me look stupid. I need to look again. back. I think the only freshman who played. Let's see, yeah, Jaden Davis. And you said this to me, like Lincoln doesn't like playing freshmen in this. This game. is the only game. And I remember that from last year. T.J. Pledger didn't play in last year. Was this one? He goes with the vets, and even if that meant no Grant Cal. Uh, Calcaterra, who we found out pregame. Lee yeah. Morris got a lot of snaps Lee today. Morris like, got all those snaps. Well, he, he, I guess he had to because they weren't going to put Stogner in. And, well, Stogner uh, was in there a he lot. He was in the goal line package, yeah. but he was never okay. actually legitimately like a, a focus. Like, you and never it was usually was with Hall. Like, yep. It was with other bigs. Yeah, and then you have uh, the Calcaterra thing was weird that, uh, you know, I guess he sustained a concussion during midweek. So, I mean, that sucks. So that I, I thought he was going to have a big day today. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I would think that you know, everything goes well. He was it, it couldn't have been one of those concussions that was just terrible because he was he was, there. He was out there on the field and yeah. it was a pretty damn sunny day. By the way, I do have a massive stock down. On uh, for an massive Oklahoma? stock down. I'm just gonna play this. Oh, clip. stock down Mike DeFee. This He's a jackass. Right here is Lincoln Riley <laughs> talking about the pregame uh unsportsmanlike penalty on every single player wearing a, a uniform today. Maybe we have to time our warm-ups up a little bit different. I think we both end up punted the ball, you know, so both teams are just running right at each other, which, cre- you know, creates a little bit of an environment for that. It's a little testy. Um, yeah, so Mike and them, uh, the officiating crew, just decided they would go ahead and nip it in the bud. They gave everybody a personal foul, which obviously is a big deal because then if any player on the field gets a dead ball personal foul, they're ejected. And so we talked about it quickly, and, and uh, it looked like both teams stayed pretty composed on it after that. Can we check and see if Mike DeFee has made a sizable donation to HornsUpForPeace.org? <laughs> we 
we would send his money back because he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> I think he's one of the worst referees in the conference. What was up with all the the? I mean, with with. Uh, you realize how much he was about everything. You realize how much money he probably cost people out there for that BS Kenneth Murray uh, roughing the passer call in the fourth quarter. That was okay, not if just score it, get it back up over the cover. Not if he had Texas plus ten and a half. Well, I mean, yeah, you probably split it with him. He probably bet on it. I thought that was a terrible call. I mean, it's, it didn't affect the outcome the of the game by any means. Certainly hated that call more than anything it was else that happened today. Such a nice hit. It was like what the hit Murray was waiting to put on Sam the entire game. Does <laughs> it finally got <laughs> his chance? Does it go up there with the BS uh, quarterback hit calls right up with Eric Stryker and, and Case McCoy? <laughs> Oh, on the infamous uh, gif, gif that, that yeah. everybody has <laughs> uh-huh. tweeted at like, one point or the other. Is, I still can't for? figure out yeah, what how is that flag. is a penalty. <laughs> other than hit that Eric Stryker hit him too hard, yeah. So, I mean, Mike DeFee, I, I think you should resign after what I saw today. I just don't get the uh, the idea. I guess they're saying that a referee got hit. That's why he, he threw said the he flag. got hit, and another one of his oh, referees he got hit. hit. Well, go get read, out! Of, get out of the goddamn way! Go read Bob's note package today. <laughs> his notes article, his notebook. I should say, I'm using journal, 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 big J lingo there. Um, but his last quote in your notebook was disgusting. Just absolutely made my stomach turn. I got to go find it again, just so I can see. This is this is per the pool reporter that talked to Mike DeFee. He, he finished his quote, the primary responsibility of the officials is twofold outside of just the playing rules. One is player safety, and two is the integrity of the game. Shut up! What happened out there is an embarrassment, embarrassment. to everyone. It shouldn't happen. Oh, my God. The, the king of the olds. If there's the he's, – he's the olds referee. That, that is so straight out of the I'm going to call the cops if your party isn't <laughs> over by 945. <laughs> Like that is just that that makes my oh blood my boil. Oh my god. It's ridiculous. He should not have a, a, a he shouldn't have a I'd, platform to give his opinion on anything. What about he the should, way he conducts the coin toss? The fouls. The coin I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's lecturing there's, the players before there's, there's they some, ever There's something in there too about he says something to the effect of I was just disappointed in everything that was going on. It's like, okay, yeah. man, like get over we yourself get, first we're off. We're not here for you, okay? No, he is he's definitely one of those guys that thinks you are there for him. <sighs> Narcissist. So yeah, at least we know it now. So we have a stock down. You wanna go stock up? Yes, let's go stock up. Oh, you Ronnie, go? let's go Ronnie Perkins, man. I yeah, mean, good he, day, good he day. was about catching catch me outside, and he, he showed he showed him what, what's up. Tell you what, that I mean, I, I was just so impressed with, like, I just kept sitting there, like, looking at Nate Fakin sitting next to me uh, from uh, Channel 4 in Oklahoma City, just as far as, like, like this defense is, they're dominating at times. Yeah. There were points where you thought to yourself, Shit! Just get the defense back out there. They're gonna they're gonna come up with stops, and I mean Ronnie Perkins was a he was a madman today. He showed flashes of the guy that I think when we talk about Ronnie Perkins, that's what we think he could end up being one day. He was really good, and he was challenged, and he was fighting in the tunnel before the game. I mean, he was ready for this. Yeah, I was thing at the right. I was in the <laughs> right place at the right time right today. Moment, man. Uh, I, I'm gonna give a stock up to Kennedy Brooks. You know, good to see him back. It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen him. And uh, 
you know, I mean, early in the season, he didn't look like a guy that was back to form. Today was his best day uh, of the year as a yeah, runner. Yeah, the, the two runs there by uh, Kennedy Brooks, the I think the it was 43 yards, and then Ramondre Stevenson, the 29-yarder. 42 and 24. 40, 42 and 24. Uh, there in the fourth quarter when Oklahoma, you know, Texas – had gotten back in the right. game. I mean, mm-hmm. I think yep. it's fair to say that. It was a three-point game. And, uh, you know, I, I had tweeted right before that drive started that Jalen Hurts and the Oklahoma offense have always talked about finishing. all year about finishing. And this was their opportunity to do it. And uh, they were able to do it because they weren't able to do it in the first half. And it kind of put them uh, with their backs up against the wall. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, for everybody, including myself, that uh, basically had said all week that Ramondre Stevenson's the best running back on the team, uh, Kennedy Brooks definitely gave us all the middle finger. And today. then uh, Brooks, I can hear Brooks Chicago got the in the background right now. So I might have to. Uh, <laughs> I might have to find that. Brooks had to Retweet play the it. role of Trey Sermon. We can't. Hey, sorry guys, we did not get to ask Lincoln Riley what That's was going on. That's a bad thing about the multiple podium. Yeah, you guys. I don't know if you guys care about the post game setup. It's not traditional. We don't know why Trey Sermon was just a decoy the entire game. Never had a carry, but was out there. A lot of snaps in the first half, not as much in the second. But Brooks became the closer role with 64 of his rushing yards coming in the fourth in the fourth quarter. Uh, stock up for me, Adrian Ely and Eric Swenson. I think two guys that, I mean, obviously, if it had been, um, let's say, I don't know, even TCU probably didn't even play, wouldn't play this week. But both of them. Uh, Lincoln Riley talked about it after the game because I asked him. Uh, Adrian Ely and, and Eric Swenson, obviously you talked about how difficult it would be for them. Like, is, was there some, I don't know, magical fountain you found for them this week? Can you talk about kind of what yeah. they went through to be able to play as much as they did? Yeah, today? they weren't able to practice much. Didn't, didn't look real promising. Um, able to do some walkthroughs at the end of the week. And, and, I mean, they weren't healthy. They just gutted it out for us. I mean, really, they um, – with limited practice, uh, limited time to, to heal and rest, it was just a, a gutsy performance by those guys, and it was it was certainly good to have them back. And uh, so, uh, yeah, proud of the way they they played really our whole offensive line, considering all the all the changes. And again, we even as late as Thursday didn't think we would have either one of them, or thought it maybe one. And so, to get two and those guys play well was was huge for us. And and those guys gutted it out the entire game. I mean, they if, played from beginning if, to end. If you would have asked me 45 minutes before the game started, well, I guess at 9 o'clock. When I saw Ely come get off the bus, he kind of – this is so stupid, but he had headphones on, and he just looked like a guy that was preparing mentally for mm-hmm. the game. Uh, I don't – that's probably maybe the worst breakdowns that – or uh, <laughs> the, the worst way to, to decide if somebody's going to be playing in a game. But anyways, I didn't think there was any chance Eric Swenson was going to play today. And for both of those guys to play, I mean, that was – basically, I I told Tyler Palmatier down on the field before the game that when when we know that Lincoln is just straight up lying (laughs) on Mondays, that's when we know that he should play or that those guys are going to play. Yeah. I think it's – like, we're going to learn, like, he's going to start just making it into – well, he was in the hospital the last two days. They didn't think it's he was going to make it. He was, he was on an IV drip. It's, it's going to be a team matter from from now on. Where Tom Herman opened with the Lin, the injury report. God, well, yeah, it, I mean, it's gonna it's a it's a team matter. We're not going to discuss it, but send your prayers, please. Oh, I don't know if Tom Herman believes in God. No, I'm talking about no, Lincoln, no, this Riley. Lincoln Riley's going to oh, handle his oh. injuries moving forward. Yeah. 
And he'll well, church and state. We should just pray it, right now like, for him. Please, uh, just don't talk about this. His family's very upset right now. His mother was at the hospital all last night crying. As much as I dislike listening to Tom Herman speak, if I could figure out a way, like if I won the lottery, I'd just figure out a way to fly to every post game after a Texas loss because I do enjoy those. And and maybe have him do math, just to prove or if just he's a listen. Member. I mean, every other question was, can you repeat that? <laughs> Just open your ears up, coach. I actually gained more respect with Ellinger, the way yeah, he handled that. He, I mean, you can tell he was disappointed and frustrated, but he handled it like, like it a It's a lot different from the, you know, take the L, bitch, or whatever it was. I mean, he 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 was classy about it, and... You know, I'm sure OU think, fans I mean, are going to be he, all on him about the weird back stuff. He this probably week. he probably has some type of uh, relationship with most of those guys because they were tackling his ass the entire day. <laughs> yeah, he did not look like there was. I mean, there was one play where Ronnie Perkins just stoned him in the hole right at the line of scrimmage. Like that was the one thing I noticed today is, is Sam Ellinger usually gives as much as he gets i thought he took it a lot more today than than i've ever seen him against ou they still had red zone touchdowns and things like that and yeah. he had two of them but man 56 yards that he lost from all those hits and sacks he felt it today all right well sooners uh, go to six and oh longhorns fall to four and two uh they have the long road now back to the big 12 championship game uh, Sooners uh, move on to play West Virginia next week, maybe without Austin Kendall, yeah, he get, he who get left hurt? the game because of a shoulder injury Ooh. today. And they got trounced in the second half. It was tied Iowa at halftime in 38-14-5. Our guy from Wichita, the running back. Uh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall had a really good game today. Oh, for really? Them. Yeah. Good for him. It looks like he's becoming their go-to back. I mean, he really, That's awesome. Good he for really him. opened up the offense in the in the second half for them. So That's fantastic. Uh, we'll, we, we'll have plenty of time to get into this, even probably on the unofficial 40, but is it kind of weird thinking these two teams are going to play again? I don't know. It's Iowa, all about gotta, Baylor. Iowa State and Baylor. Iowa State the, and Baylor. And Baylor gets Oklahoma Iowa and State's Texas in back-to-back weeks, I think, November 16th and November 23rd, maybe, something like that. Iowa State remains the crazy girlfriend of the conference. And then OSU just Smoking lingering out there. Smoking ice all the time, hanging out with Larry Eustachy, drinking <laughs> Natty Lights. <laughs> but extremely hot, yeah. Yeah, we'll keep her around for a little bit then. So another week, like next week, cow, what, Cowboys and Bears. Kind of find out OSU can make another run. Yeah. I. Uh, and Baylor doesn't play You know what's going to be well interesting? I think. I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma State's favored in that game. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like Histo- the Cowboys I mean, next week. You look week. at that's, trends like Baylor will be that's, their trends will be horrible. That's a that's direction. a game Oklahoma State probably wins by a touchdown, ten points, coming off of a bye week. We can get into that in the unofficial forty though. Uh, well, Eddie Radosevich, I'm sure your phone blew up quite a bit this morning. You're I, right yeah, I'm excited to get home and see uh, see the performance. I I don't think it was as long as I thought it was going to be. No, it was. In fact, I talked to Gene uh, this afternoon. And he said that they cut out a couple parts that uh, had kind of be- that it. had kind of become our favorites. So <laughs> I'm gonna see if I need can, a uh, cutting room floor. Well, I'm gonna try and uh, I need to holler at ESPN and uh, tell them uh, I want my footage. Yeah, we need to be able I to put see, that up on. I want to see the footage. So uh, maybe they can because I thought the the stuff at Balfour's too was pretty good. I was very good acting, and they didn't put it in. So I'm a little upset about that. That's why I've always been a Fox guy. But 
<laughs> you get a lot I'm of deranged tweets coming at you following it. Oh, no. There was a couple guys that uh, didn't understand why uh, an Oklahoma grad would uh, would be advocating for horns up. But it's that's another thing. I don't know why they put that as the lower third. That made me a little uncomfortable. Oklahoma graduate? Yeah. Yeah. I was a little pissed. It didn't say Soonerscoop.com. I, I told them. I think that... I think that's uh, ESPN's think way ESPN, of giving us the middle finger. <laughs> I think ESPN <laughs> owes us some wages for that day for you. They might uh, be able to. Yeah, I don't know. What was the guy's name that uh, was the uh, ESPN exec that le- had to leave? Oh yeah, um, uh, John uh, Skipper. <laughs> yes, John Skipper. Maybe maybe they'll send a couple extra baggies of coke. <laughs> That he uh, left at the office and to Norman or something. No more appearances on game day. Friday. Oh, no. We're just joking. We're just having fun. It's OU Texas. You can say anything you want. No, I'm not. You, 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 you just can't <laughs> oh, do boy. the horns down. Whatever you do. Mike Defeat will tell you different. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Eskridge Lexus postgame podcast. We'll be back for another edition of the unofficial 40 from midfirst.com. Uh, make sure you go to midfirst.com slash U40, U40, and uh, sign up for the uh, OU credit rewards card. And uh, I appreciate you guys, as always, uh, here from Dallas. We're signing off, and uh, we're going to get out of here and head on back north. I don't, like, hate Dallas, and I don't want to, like, besmirch. I love Dallas, actually. My parents live here. So it's not like – it's that whole thing. Like, I don't want to be one of those pe- – anyway, those people that are like, I hate everything south of the red. I, I'm I, never going to be that guy. I'm I don't want to support Texas. <laughs> I'm going to have uh, dinner with friends, and uh, we're going to enjoy it. And it's a place I can't go to in Oklahoma, so I'm all for it. So, Is it off Harry Hines? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Grand Lux. What? Oh, my, I think my parents ate the there. The Galleria. Yeah, my parents ate it's there on Friday. It's just a big old fancy cheesecake factory. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. they said. That's exactly <laughs> what they said. But the beignets are unbelievable. Oh, you're gonna get? Are you gonna get one to go to? Bring back for Sunday? No, probably not. No, th- you have to eat those warm. Oh yeah, that's right. It's not. A, it's not a next day thing. Well, the march to uh, the march to uh, what's it called continues for Oklahoma. Uh, Camelback. That's what made me think of beignets. Made me think of Camelback for some reason. Pearl will like Arizona. I think I'd prefer we would Arizona. We like making that trip. All right. Well, we're, we're, we're pissing off. We're guess pissing what? off people. Yeah, you got to wait to go. What? Yeah, yeah. Eddie's gonna share the room with Pearl. By the way. Hey, we'll have fun out <laughs> in uh, Scottsdale. She slept till six in the morning. I can't ask for more than that. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back uh, again midweek for Unofficial 40. And thanks for listening. Sooners win. Sooners win. 34-27. They take the Red River Showdown with the Texas Longhorns. And we'll see you guys again next week after the Sooners play West Virginia. Uh, right back here on the Eskridge Lexus podcast from Soonerscoop.com.